Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Ramble, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope, are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope, is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity. Again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. And you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call. 618-262-2810 and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. We're going to uh, continue here and finish up this, this session. I want to go back and briefly discuss the sowing and the reaping, the dangers of letting people sow discord in your lives. You know, we have always, as, as, as Christians, somehow or other, just to say, Jesus, 
is do this and Jesus do that seems to take care of the problem, but yet in all essence in the end it didn't. And one of the things that, that, that I, I was speaking about here this afternoon was the dangers of letting people speak things into your lives. And, and I, I look back at, at people that, that you, you know, you, the, the battle of this thing, and maybe the way to say it is the supernatural battle of this thing, and you have to look at the light, you've got to look at the dark side, and you've got to realize that there's a clash that because we're made in the image of God, and we have all of the possibilities of, because we're, we are made like Him, we can operate into that area as He is. Uh, you need to call angels, you need to call for the miracles, because see, that's the reason He said, if you can believe, all things are possible to Him that believeth. And what kind of a statement is that to most of the church today? Not much. Because most of the church today knows that that really doesn't work for them. Why doesn't it work for them? Because most of them have never been taught spiritual warfare, have never been taught the depths of how to take on the powers of darkness. What do they do in relationship to who you are? What What is the goal that they're, that they're set for themselves? See, some people believe that the moment that you have become born again, that you've given your life to, to the Lord, that, that bless God, that after that, you know, the devil is going to leave you alone. A lot of the church believes that, folks. I don't, I don't think we do uh, so much in the Pentecostal charismatic side of this thing as a lot of the rest of the church believes that. But the fact of the matter is, darkness is not interested in, bless God, that you anymore as to go into hell in particular, okay? They are greatly interested to make sure that you don't become like him. That's what they're interested in. Because as I said earlier, once that happens and you begin to act like, now listen to me, speak like the Lord God himself, I'm going to tell you something. Do you know what they see? They begin to see him. Because you've got to remember, they wanted to put him to death thinking that that was going to keep him from doing whatever it was uh, on the face of this earth. They couldn't. They didn't. He gave his own life for us. But when, in essence, when, they, when that battle supernaturally begins to rage, and it does, because somebody, and, and, and for me, it is so silly to think that some of us work so hard to begin to try to make this faith thing work. And yet we get to certain places just like, bang, coming up against a brick wall. And we, we, we refuse to be able to understand that the brick wall wouldn't have been there if, in fact, we had not have, bless God, listened to or sown discord. I'm not talking about judgment right now. I'm just talking about judgment's another problem. We must remove those stumbling blocks. They have, they have, they have to be removed. And the churches, I, as far as I know, and I'm, I may be wrong, but I don't think very little has ever been uh, uh, brought to the church about the type of things being sown in you. Because, again, words are what? They are seeds. The sower soweth the word. The word is sown, good, bad, and or ugly, here, into your heart. Now, if you let that sit there, as I said earlier, it is going to grow. And the time within it, I don't know the time, but it will grow. Now, I spoke earlier about the fact that you've got to rip that out. You've got to get it. You know, you've got to, you don't pray for crop failures, okay? That's not going to work. You've got, you've got to get rid of it. Well, how do I get rid of that? I mean, it's there. Oh, it's easy. I renounce this that has been spoken to me in the name of Yeshua, and I command, I command it to leave and be gone from my heart in Yeshua's name. That's ripping it up. I refuse to let that stay in my heart, that which was spoken that is in direct contrast against the Word of God. Now, if you will begin to do that, what you're going to do is you're going to begin to free yourself up. And when I talk about freeing yourself up, I'm talking about freeing yourself up in the supernatural realm, the place where you can begin, bless God, to, to, to receiving some of those blessings. And see, 
most of the church doesn't understand because of their judgment and the sowing of discord, they couldn't be blessed if they lived to be Methuselah's age. Because it doesn't work that way. See, again, the rules, the rules that apply to this thing are real simple. If you sow discord and you judge, then you've got more problems than ever being blessed ever thought about. And blessings can't get through those things. It's like a block. It just blocks it and it can't come through. So, what I, what I say, and I'm going to tell you, picking your friends, you know, is, is, is really an important thing. You, now, now listen, some of you around people doing what? Are saying to you, oh, that's a cult. Oh, you're, you're going to hell because you gave up Jesus. Now what is that doing? Sowing discord that's in your heart. You want to stay in this thing? You're going to have to remove it. I don't care whether it's mom, dad, brother, sister, wife, husband, next door neighbor, or the preacher. You're going to have to get that out of your heart so that it, there isn't... In other words, you plant all these good things, it's like the weeds coming up and choking it out. It's going to, it's going to keep you from doing the things of God. So, so you, you hang on to that, and you just know that, that bless God, you know, with God, and I'll tell you what's really neat, is once that people can begin to understand, and I realize there's gobs of these rules that, that take place, but folks, it's our place to study to show ourselves what? Approved. And that's, and that's what I see. See, I, the thing that just, oh, be careful here, Tom. The thing that really, oh, gets me going big time is all this happy-go-lucky poo-doo of God told me this and God told me that and I had a dream and I had this and I had, do you know what I think about that? I think zero about it and this, what I'm doing this weekend is probably the reason why. I'm going to tell you something, folks, and don't forget this prophet telling you. If you were walking in a place of faith where, bless God, there was big-time things happening over there, I might be interested in listening to all your baloney over here. But all you've got is a bunch of baloney over here, and you have no works to follow it. None. Faith is action. All right? And you have to put your faith to work, and you've got to watch that. You have got to watch that faith develop itself come full turn into this thing and, and happen. And, and like I said, folks, the, the key is not spirituality. The key, the, 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 the key is scripturality. Now, some of you have heard me say that for two years, and I hope now we're beginning to get on the same page and you can say, oh, I'm beginning to understand this now. The key is Scripture. The key is the Word of God. This baloney about God showing, do you know what? I'm going to tell you something. If I never hear another person on the face of this earth tell me God told them something, I would absolutely be happy the rest of my days in this earth starting now. Not that I'm going to be unhappy. But toward that, it, it, you know, again, I, I, these things come and I sit there and I'm going, if they only know what I'm looking at. See, I see through you. I see your heart. I see what you do when the doors are closed at night, folks. Yeah, I'm there and I know. The fact of it is you don't know that. I don't intend to make a spectacle of you in front of the people. But what I do expect is that you begin to realize, forget about your spirituality, and let's get down to the Word. Let's get down to it. Bless God if God wants to give you some earth-shaking dream about San Francisco falling into the book, he'll do that, and that'll be fine. But it's more important that you learn to walk by faith than all the dreams that you're ever going to have. Somebody say amen. amen. It is more important for you to become scriptural into the things of God's Word than it will ever be for all the other stuff that's happening to you. I think, I think that, that, that maybe the surprise or the problem or the whatever it is with me is the fact that I got both sides of it. I got the scriptural side and I got the supernatural, the, the, the spiritual side of it, and I operate there. And, and oh, if people just knew. I had people come up to me and start talking to me, and, and, and folks, there's some dangers, and you know we, I, I, you guys are okay. I, I really don't have a problem, okay, being here with our weekends. But when people start stopping me in between these meetings, they don't understand where I'm at and what's going on between me and God. 
And Donna can tell some stories that will end up sounding like horror stories. I mean, I people stop me and start saying to me, I'm not even hearing what they're saying. I'm looking straight inside of them, and I'm saying, Oh, let me tell you what you did last night about midnight. I can't, it takes about. Now, now, the people around me can tell you I'm a real act to be around when I start coming off the anointing. It takes me about two hours the time I walk off of here for that anointing to, to, to leave me. And during that time, I don't need to be around anybody except people I really know because I'm just about as liable to tell you every sin that you've got in your life and you committed the day before yesterday and today and going to commit tomorrow that you want to want to hear. That's what I do. I'm a real, honest-to-God prophet. And people don't understand that. And you know why? Because they don't know real honest-to-God prophets. What they know is a bunch of bimbos out here that bless God they want to be. But I live there. I know who you are. And I know where you live, okay? I heard that on TV one time or a movie. I thought that was pretty good. Well, so, so, so please, and I hope we're getting there. You know, you know, this, this isn't something that's not well orchestrated to God in the way that these teachings have all come. These, these are coming as God sends the angel and directs me and, and says to me that you're to do this and I want this taught and I want it taught now. But you see what the whole thing is that, that, that it will all fitly come together and fit right in your lives. And that's the reason, again, uh, hopefully at this point in time you're beginning to get the idea why it turns me off so much because all I hear is God said that I never see the action of faith raising the dead or the blind eyes or the lame people walking, the deaf, the dumb, the diseased. But all I hear is people's mouths shooting off hot air about what they think God has told them or showed them or this or that. And folks, that will never cut it around a real prophet. We're not interested in it. And why? Because we know that without faith, you can't please him. Without faith, you can't please God. Isn't that what the scripture says? Without faith, you can't please God. Let's, let's go to Hebrews. Hebrews 11. And the more that you walk in this thing, the more you run. You know, you, you know what? I, I think that, no, I don't think, I know. The more you're around this, the more you're going to appreciate this, this old prophet. And you are. Because the more that you learn, you're going to start saying, you see that flake that just come up and talked to us, dear? You're going to start being able to discern yourself. And you're going to start seeing this stuff. And you're going to start going, whoa, man, I hope I wasn't that bad, was I? And that's what you're going to start doing. Because you're going to start seeing the reality of what this thing is all about. Again, this thing is about you. It's about a God that we serve first. And what we are capable of doing with him and through him. Now, um, I, I want to start down here in the fifth verse, 11 of Hebrews. It says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God has translated him. For, for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Well, that's big-time stuff, isn't it? Listen, to, but without faith, it is impossible to please Him. So, if without you can't please God without faith, what do you what do you think God? You remember me talking about how the the angel came and told me, and I was way back when I was very very young, and I've been praying about some things, and bless God, they 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 hadn't manifested, and so I just you know like we all do, I just sort of give up and. The angel showed up, and, he, and the angel said to me, he said, Do you realize your place in this? Now, I mentioned a little this before. He said, God didn't ask you to do the work. He said, We're out here. The angelic force is out here doing the work for you. All that God requires is you believe that it's done. He said, That's all. Your part is just to believe. We're out here doing all the work. And he said, you turned around and you walked away from that miracle that you've been believing for, now here's the way to put it, for an entire month, like it was forever, and he said we were within just a short amount of time into being able to give you the miracle. You walked away from it. You turned your back and you walked off. Now, that's what a lot of us are doing and we don't understand that you're going to have to get in a position where you can please God. See, that's God, you can't, God, that didn't please God. You know why? 
hey, those angels are his creation also. They, they are set to work for us. There's a salvation the, the Scriptures talks about. And they, they work for us, and bless God. So God, because God has them out there for our benefit, and, and, and he's saying, well, all you've got to do is believe. Now stop and think about that for one moment. I have no idea what those angels have to do to get done for each of us, what they have to do, go through to get it done. But they do. And all we've got to do is believe. But you know what we do? We get to thinking that somehow we have to do something to cause this all to happen. No, all you've got to do is believe. And yet we get tired. Now listen, isn't this a human thing? We get tired of believing because after all, we haven't seen the manifestation of this thing. And really and truly, I'm just, you know, maybe it's not the will of God. Now what is that? That is displeasing to the Father. That displeases him. Now, now, now look again here as he says this. He says, uh, uh, but without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is. There's volumes to be written, to be preached. You have to believe that he is. You have to believe that he said, let there be light, and there was light. You have to believe that he reached down and he breathed life into the dust of the earth. You have to believe that he is. Now, if you believe that he is, I don't think the rest of this is too tough. I think the problem has gotten to be that we think that there's a God. We believe that he has a son. We believe that son came and shed his blood we can get to heaven. But that's about all that we really do believe. And some of that will be contingent upon what little words most of us know. So you can't ask people that don't know that he is to be able to bless God to please the Father. Because to please the Father, it's a, it's as a matter of fact, he is. He is the I am of the I ams. He is the beginning from the end, the Alpha, the Omega. He is that he is. I am that I am, he said. And yet, somehow in all this, we have got ourselves into some kind of a position of trying to make him... I'll tell you what we've tried to do. We've tried to bring a, a, a living God down on human levels. He doesn't operate that way. What you see, he doesn't see. The way that you, re, you act and interact within a situation... Why? Because he made all the provision. He said, I have made provision for everything it is that you're ever going to do, ever going to go through. I gave you the victory. I gave you my son. I gave you. He said, I've done all this. And he said, and I can't get you in a position just to know that I am. If we know that he is, the rest of this can come a lot, you know, a lot easier. Honestly, I think there's a lot of people that, that best God, that are out here that are going to have to go back to the base of the cross and I think they're going to have to re-examine everything they think they have ever believed to get into this thing. Because we've got so many people that bless God that don't know. I mean, it disturbs me. And folks, again, as a prophet of God, it greatly disturbs me to think that we have gotten ourselves into such a position in the church that we're more interested in the dreams and the revelation and other visions and God's voice speaking than we are His Word. Can anybody understand the deception that's in that? That is deception. That's the powers of darkness trying to do what? Darkness has got us over here. Oh, dreams and visions. And that's where you know, they want to even do the thing about the angels. That's where the church, that's what the, the church still wants to be entertained, and that's entertainment. You know what's not entertainment? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not. No, they don't want to hear that. The fruit of the Spirit, we don't need that. But we do need that. That is the entire essence of what's going to cause the strength to come in to us to stand in this last day and this last hour as the powers of darkness bring all kind of uh, every, every, everything at us, including the sound call, always say the, the kitchen sink, alright? Now, he says here, he says, to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now that word diligently here means with all your heart. You have to seek him with all of your heart. 
And if you're going to seek him with all of your heart, what, what exactly does that mean? Well, years and years ago, when I first got in, into the ministry, the Lord gave me the example. He said, you tell the people tonight that if somebody was to come through that door back there and was to say that there was a ton of, of solid gold bars of gold, or bars of gold, out here behind where the tents are out there, he said, you wouldn't get a chance to dismiss the service. They know that it's out there buried somewhere. He said everybody would go home, go to the stores, they would buy picks and shovels, and they'd go out there, and they would dig day and night until they found that ton of, of gold. He said, that's the way I want them to seek after me. And that, 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 that revelation has never left me. And, and often I think, am I seeking you, Lord, as if there was gold buried out there? Am I going at this thing? Like I said, folks, it's a lifestyle. And what we've tried to do with Christianity is make a bus God at best just every once in a while when we get around to it. And don't forget, Lord, I came to church three times a week thinking that's all that there is to this. Like I said, uh, the, the, the problem is that the, the, the ministry got so caught up in the building our own kingdoms and trying to get these buildings and everything, the bigger the better, the more people and all the stuff going. And that's what we spend our time doing. Instead of what, doing what? Teaching you how to work the works of God. Of course, I realize, folks, that the, the, the dangers in teaching you how to work the works of God is going to be if you learn to work the works and the ministry is not working the works, we're going to have a problem, aren't we? Well, that's really nice to say. Come out of the horror and stay away from it. We're going, to, we're going to be teaching and bringing up fellowships. We're bringing up fellowships everywhere we're going, as a matter of fact. And bless God, those fellowships will keep growing. Why? Because bless God, I want to tell you something. We're going to put this thing together, and we're going to try, okay, we're going to try uh, the best we can uh, to do it right. So when you, get, when, you, when you get to the point of realizing then that God wants us to seek him diligently, and you get to the point of realizing that this isn't a part-time job, maybe you can get a hold of this. When you, if any of you in this room once were athletes, and sometimes some of you may still be, you knew that, best God, that as long as you kept yourself in top physical condition and you were playing in the game or whatever that was as an athlete, you were t tuned toward it. If you were to take a week off, there was just a little bit of something not there. There was just, just a little something that just didn't quite jive with everything else that you were doing. You took two months off, and bless God, you were out of step at a place in time. That's exactly what this thing is with God. You have to seek Him every day. It isn't something that, bless God, that you can haphazardly do and decide to show up and call. Now listen, coming to school is not seeking God. Say, so coming to school is not seeking God. No, this is just a time of learning. See, what you learn here, you take home and you study. You study. And, and, and good, bad, or ugly with this statement, you'll never outgrow this prophet. You'll never, you'll never come to time that you, that you feel like that you learn everything the prophet knows because the prophet never quits learning. They're never, they're never, folks, this thing here, oh, God in heaven. God, this message here, the first time I, now listen, the first time I preached this message was in 1978 or 79. Think about it. And some of you have never even encountered the depth of what we're doing here this weekend. Can I get you where you need to be? You bet I can, and then some. Are you willing to slap your face long enough to get there? Only you're going to be able to answer that. Because, I, you know, I, I can't answer that because, see, again, my place isn't to make you do anything. My place is to say, hey, here it is. It works. I can teach you how to work it. But are you willing? Are you willing to seek God every day? Or is it just going to be, well, you know, once or twice a week when I drive down the road? If you are, folks, it isn't going to work for you. And I'll tell you what in the long run is going to happen. It's going to get you in a lot of trouble because you're going to open the door because your responsibility of what you're trying to learn is going to bring persecution, affliction, because the word's going to come. 
that's the reason I said with a, with a real prophet, what we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to stick enough word, uh, bless God, in you that if you're not careful, you're going to choke on it. Because we're going to give it to you. As long as you've got the nerve to come sit down, God's going to keep pushing it at you. And you're going to learn it. If you'll follow the instructions, now you say, okay, uh, I'm going to take this and I'm going to study this and I'm, I'm going to learn to live the faith. Yes, you are. Why? Because that pleases the Father. That pleases God. So if you're getting pleased, that's the first step to what? The victory. Because at least you're... And let me tell you something. God realizes sometimes we're going to stumble. Sometimes we're going to fall. What he wants you to do is quickly get up, repent, if, it, if you need to repent, and just go on. Don't make a big deal out of it. And listen, don't be weary in, do, in, good, you know, in, in doing good. Don't, 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 be, don't, be, don't go weary in that. Stay in it. Stand in it and be strong because it will pay great dividends. And I, and, and I know that everybody in this room wants to walk in the blessings of God. And let me tell you something. That is not something that you should not want. You should want that. Why? Because like I keep saying, if you can learn to walk in faith, somebody's going to notice that. Somebody's going to say, hey, that brother and sister walking in faith, how did you do that? And and you know, we'll sit down here. Let me tell you how. That is what's going to make a difference. Again, folks, it's not going to be one preacher it is going to be the remnant that's in the face of this earth, on the face of this earth at this time, that's going to absolutely pour this thing out to such a degree that, uh, bless God, it's going to be it's going to be something to see. Because see, I've got enough uh, vision of that by open visions that I know that it is going to be something else for you. As and some of you are saying, well, you know, I'm just kind of your run of the mill. I'm going to tell you something. We are all run of the mill. There's no superman here or super ladies. We're run of the mill. We're flesh and blood, anointed of God to carry the message. Will you carry your portion of it? See, and again, everybody has a part to do. If you do your part, you do your part, you do your part, you do your part, and your part, your part, your part. You know what? We've got a hole. If we're going to try to do this thing that's a lone ranger and one person try to do that, whatever, it's never going to work because it never worked before. You, you stop and you think about it. It never worked before, and it can't work now. Because you're, listen, your anointing, say, my anointing, my anointing is, important is important to the body. the body. There's something in your life that we need. Will you pay the price that you can give it to us? Will you pay the, so you can do your part of this thing. So you're not being carried, and 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 and, and see, that's what I, all I see is babies in our just babies. Or will you be one over here that's going to nurture? Be one that's going to bless God, mentor. Be one that bless God that's going to demonstrate the power of a living God. And there's nobody again in this room that's not capable of doing the, exactly those things. And I, I, I'm like, that's what excites me because I know we're there. I, I, I know we're there. I know some of you get frustrated, but hang on until we get these teachings into a place where you. But because this thing with faith, all you all you need to do is, like I said, begin by speaking to that mountain in your life and thanking God after you speak it that it's already done. You know, every once in a while, when I was early in this thing, I'd get outside and I'd say, God. I speak to this mountain that I have, and whatever it was, I'd say what it was. And Lord God, I thank you that, that you have delivered unto me the victory. And because it's done. Then I kind of throw my shoulders back. Well, devil, I'm going to tell you something. Being a child of the king that I am, I have now taken my authority, which happens to come with royalty, I have now taken my authority over you, and you shall bow. Satan, bow to the name of Yeshua, because I have the authority over you. What the church has done is let, is let Satan have authority over them. Neither give place to the devil. And what happened? We, keep, we quit keeping the things of the living God, we defiled God, and we became enemies of God and never knew it. The anointing left. And they didn't even know that it had gone anywhere. You know why? In most of the cases, it had never been there anyway. 
but God is going to bring the anointing. He's going to bring the anointing. When you come in, it's going to come in. When you go out, it's going to go out. They are going to want more of what God has put in your life. And folks, I, I, don't, I don't think it's a secret. I, I always wondered what it was going to take for the church to begin to open up their eyes. I, did, I really didn't have it put together. I didn't have vision. I just wondered, uh, and I didn't have it put together that, that with, with Ephraim was going to be one side of this thing, but the other side of this thing was so many of us have been in church for so long, and finally we looked in the mirror and said, it ain't working. All this stuff that was promised, all this stuff was going on, <clears throat> it just flat is not happening. And as you see, that's the problem with a realist like me. It either is or didn't. I'm either really healed or I'm not really healed. I'm really delivered or I'm not delivered. And I begin to find out very, very quickly that, bless God, that, that most of the church isn't healed. Most of the church isn't delivered. Too much of it, bless God, is, is out here struggling and, and, bless God, all these promises. And then these are the same cowboys and cowgirls, as I sometimes call them, that seem to be able to tell you from their religious whatever that is, that you're wrong. Do you know how you're going to show them that you're right? Working the works of God. You know, I said something to one of my brothers, and, and I won't mention the name uh, on, the, on the CDs, but um, he's here with us uh, today, and, and he has a, a, young, a young son, and uh, if I remember right, he had one side of his uh, sinus, uh, his nose passage was just, would breathe, a little air would come through, the other side was completely clogged. He really needed an operation. Now, if I'm wrong, you can say, you can straighten me up. Uh, but but what, what happened, and now he had had this young fellow, his son, uh, and had taken him at times into places where he was prayed for in church, all right? And my question when it was all over, when the boy could breathe out of both sides of his nose, uh, uh, bless God, uh, it needs to take him and show him that boy to them. What was that about? Because you see, their God couldn't do that. You, you, you getting there where I'm living? Their God couldn't do that. You said, but, 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 but isn't the same God? You tell me. The Hindu high priests, the witch doctors in Africa and South America, come up on the stages to, with me to demonstrate in front of the large crowds what their God does. You know what their God does? Nothing. Nothing! What did the God that these people were serving do? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So when the bottom line of all this begins to, to happen, you begin to realize, and I think, that, I, I, I think that probably the thing that we begin to say, will the real God stand up? You know, you, <laughs> he's been standing for a long time. But, but the key is to realize that there's something wrong, and I and I think that with both of those things, the calling home of Ephraim and and, and bless God, uh, the, the fact that we as the church are now starting to question things. And, and and you know, you hear me too much. I'm not a bit backward about going to the church. And you know what they've answered me so far with what I have brought indictments against them? Not a word. You know why? Because they can't come against it. There is no way in the world to prove there to be a Sunday Sabbath given by God. There's no, there is nothing, there is nothing, there's no way to prove a little girl having a dream is a rapture. There's no way, the best God, to explain why we don't keep Passover and we keep this thing called Easter. Oh yeah, it's the resurrection of Jesus. Well, we're to celebrate that every day. Somebody say amen. How stupid. We are to celebrate that death and resurrection every day. Well, one thing leads to another, and the thing leads to this, and the thing leads to that, and then all of a sudden, but you, you don't want to know something? In the midst of all this, God had a man. A man that he prophesied some 30 years, over 30 years ago, by the angel that he would hide me away in a wilderness area. Now, I don't know whether you've noticed a whole lot, but there just isn't a whole lot down here in the corn patch. Okay? He said, I will hide you away. And he said, on that day, he said, I will bring you out of Egypt 
spiritually. This place is called Little Egypt. I live in Mount Carmel. There's a Cairo or a Cairo down here in southern Illinois. He said, I will bring you out. I will cross over the spiritual Jordan with you. Now, that's either going to be the, the Wabash River or the Mississippi. And he said, I will show you to the world and to the nation. You don't think that there wasn't days that I came here wondering. And, I, and I'd say, quit giving me the vision. I said, God, quit giving me the visions. What good is it going to do for me to stand in front of 200, 300 people that we were able to get in this room and out there, bless God, and prophesy when nobody can? What's this about? Practice. Practice. Increasing my faith. But I didn't know that. So here I am. God help me. Murmuring. And it got worse before it got better. God sent the angel follow the, 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 when it stopped at the quickest day. I wake up and there's the angel. And the angel said this to me. God said that he wants to hear no more murmuring about why you're not doing this and why you're not doing that. If you want to be able to carry out what God gave you, the best thing God said for you to do is shut up now. Never murmured again. Then Paul say, you know, um, you know, you got to learn to to just be at at ease and and bless God to accept where you're at. Boy, did I ever! And when it came time for God to stop always sending me, start sending me to the third world, I cried like a baby because I had to leave this area. Hey, you're looking at a redneck. I've never hardly been anywhere in my life, and now I've been around the world so many times that I can't even count them anymore. Cities I hated. I didn't want to ever be. I've been in the biggest cities of the world. And when it came time, I didn't want to go. I said, well, God, I, you know, I've kind of grown accustomed to all this. I, but I went. But I couldn't go till my faith could produce the anointing on the other end. That's what God's going to do with each and every one of you. If I could, if I could manage to uh, write a, a small booklet and hand it to each of you as you went out of here this weekend, you could watch your lives uh, progress, your, the, the, the faith walk progress, and you could just go down through and start checking off. Well, I've been through that. I've been through that. I've been, now, listen to one thing I want you to hear before we close this afternoon. There are no shortcuts. If there had been, this old boy would have found them. Okay? One step at a time. And some of you sitting out there think that you don't have to take these steps at a time. And you're the ones that I'm probably going to take your spiritual heads off and shove it where the sun don't shine. Okay? You're probably the ones that's going to end up having to hear from the prophet like you don't want to have to hear from the prophet. No news is good news. Okay? When i got to take my time to start calling you or emailing you, you're in trouble with this prophet. And you better understand it. I didn't take you to raise. It isn't a game. Don't bother me. If i got to bother you, you're going to know and you're going to get bothered. All right? But what I'm, what I'm saying is, the fact of it is, the process, if you skip two and get the three... Skip four and go to five. Boy, look at me. Oh, left them behind them. You're going to get out here and you're going to make the biggest mess that, that, that you could ever make. You're going to be non-functional when it comes to things of the Holy Ghost and God all together. You're going to fall to the wayside. And if, you're not real, and if you're not real careful, you're going to end up burning hell over the whole thing. One step at a time. You get in line and you do like the rest of us have had to do. You take your steps. You take your steps and you understand that. Do you know how long it took to convince me to even use somebody in my Sunday schools in these seven churches? Two years. Two years. And after that two years, I fasted and prayed. And I said, God, if you don't tell me, then set two more years. I didn't care. Before they ever got a chance to get in a Sunday school class. Now I'm out here using people that bless God, some of them can, some of them can't. 
And some of them don't understand. They think they don't start here. But I've got news for you. That you're going to start there, and you may stay there as you mess around this prophet. Because you're going to get this thing right. We're not going to have some bumpkin out here teaching a bunch of stuff because they can run their mouth off and make it sound good and it not work. People say, well, I don't like talk like that. Learn to like it. The fact of it is, this thing will work. But it, you can't get things out of sync. You know, you know that, that people say to me, well, 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 about how long do you think it'll be? Listen, about three to five years. Are you willing to put that kind of time into this to raise the dead? Or is this something you, well, now, I've been, well, now, Brother Deckard, I've been the first church of the righteous, and I pretty well know everything you said here. If that's the way you feel, because I'm reading every spirit in this room, you get up and go out that door, and don't you ever come back into this place. I know where you're living, and I know what you can, and I know what you can't do in and out of the spirit. And if you think that all this you've got down, do me and do the rest of these people a favor when we take this break. Just get in your little automobile and you leave and don't come back. If that's what you really think. I wouldn't be doing this for one or two people sitting out here. Like I said, you ought to, I don't know what you ought to do to find out I've ministered this piece of faith all those years ago. What does it mean some of you missed? You missed everything. You missed everything. You sat in dead churches, listen to dead sermons that never changed your life to bring life to somebody else. It was always me, myself, and I, what I can get out of this thing and what it will do for me. And oh, look at me now. Ooh, I'm nice spiritual. Well, I had a dream last night, Brother Deckard. Whoop-dee-doo. Are you beginning to get the idea why that doesn't impress me? Somebody needs to just shake your head so I know you're out there. You're supposed to have dreams and visions and visitations. That's supposed to happen. This you've got to... Faith is what? It's action. This you've got to do something about. It's not going to show up just because what? You decide? No, no. Faith is action. You have got to learn to work it. You've got to learn to put it to work. You've got to watch over it. And you have to, you have to guard. You have to guard. You have to guard. Let's see if I can find that. Put on the book of Proverbs right quick and we'll, we will, we will shut this thing down. Shut this thing down. Okay, in Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4, 20. I love this. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. Now, that, now, that pretty well means you're to, to stay pretty well busy doing that, doesn't it? Day and night. See, again, the problem with us in America, we don't have time for this day and night business. If I was to ask each of you to be honest, and for all those that you lie, would fall dead on the floor, we'd drag your foot, feet first out that door, there's probably not enough of you in this room to talk about praying more than once a day to even spit on. Once a day is not enough, folks. It won't cut it. It'll never bring you to a place of raising the dead. All that's going to do is let you play the game of religion. What does God want? He wants all of you all the time. Just that simple. Now listen. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. So will the word make you healthy? Yeah. Will give life? Yes. Now listen to 23. Keep thine heart with all diligence, your spirit, for out of it are the issues of life. It says here, put away from thee a forward mouth a deceitful mouth, and, a per, and perverse lips. Put far from thee. What is that? People sowing discord. Put it far from you. Yeah, don't, 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 don't let it come in. You have to guard it. And that's, now that's the reason I want you to, to meditate. I want you to get to the point. Folks, I want, to, I want you to get to the point 
where you're listening to everything somebody says to you, and you're going to end up. Now, some of you are, are some of you think that I'm kind of the back end of a donkey sometimes. Uh, actually, I should have said a mule. And actually, there's probably another word, uh, but we won't use that one because I get in trouble with Donna. But here's the thing. You're going to have to get to the point of you being the back end of the mule when people walk up to you and say something that's not right. You want to immediately say, no, 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 I will not accept that. I denounce it in the name of Yeshua. Right to them in front of their faces. Because you're going to have to stop this thing. You're either going to bring it in or you're going to push it out. And you're going to get to be the back end of the mule, okay? So, well, Brother Decker's not all that bad of a guy. You ought to hear sister such and such and be around. You can't open your mouth up and say anything. You know why? Because you are guarding your hearts. And you're not going to allow anything in there to hinder you from working the works of God. Now, folks, when you begin... Now, see, what I'm, now, what I'm doing with this station... This weekend, I am giving you the beginning, the baby steps of this thing, and this is where you have to begin. You're going to have to begin. You're going to have to take this step, and you're going to have to get to the point when you're at work and somebody comes up and says says this or that. You're going to, and, and, and you know that you say, no, 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 no. I denounce that in the name of Yeshua. I won't accept that. So you're ripping that out right then. Because then you're going to find out when you can get this all freed up and you don't have all this baloney in there, that's kind word, then you, then you can, then you can begin to do what? Then you're going to begin to, to, to bring yourself in a position where God can begin to move you forward and let faith become the action that you want it to become. Then you're going to do what? Then you're going to get yourself in a position to begin to say, you know, to, to know that bless God, the work faith is action. You're going to have to pick things that are small things in your life, and you're going to start speaking to those things. Uh, uh, those things which be not. You're going to speak to them as though they are. Now, that's weird, and it's going to cause the family to know that you slipped off the backside. But whether you know or not, you already slipped off the backside when you decide you want to listen to this prophet anyway, according to them. Okay? But what God is, what God is going to bring through that with you is he will, and again, as I talked about the, the spigot opening up, he's going to show you that, that you're pleasing to him. He'll begin to hear you talk about, I did this, I spoke to this mountain. I believe that it had already come. I didn't receive any junk into my heart. And you know what, Brother Decker? I just made myself a little bitty tiny step because I learned something. Now, you may have to apply that from now until January to begin to see it really work. But God's going to get... The thing I love about God, He wants to hook you and me. You know what getting hooked is all about? He's going to let that, he's going to let that work, and we're going to walk to the next part here. Yep, and there you're there, and you, you got hooked, and then He's going to take you on the next one. And then He's going to shut that thing down. And you know why He shuts that down? He wants to know what's in your heart. He is always looking here, folks. What's your motives? What, what's this all about? What do you want to work the works of God? What do, what do you want to walk the faith? What do you want to see the dead raised about? Only you and your heart has those answers. But he's going to find out what's in there. Why? Because it's got to be pure. And that, I think, is probably the thing that causes most people to stumble is because everything's great as long as that spit is turned on. But when God begins to turn that thing down, and then God is saying, what's it? you know what? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Right? What you really believe, you don't say until you get in a bind. The minute you get in a bind, you will say what you really believe. Well, I thought I was healed, but I'm not. What do you believe in healing? You don't believe in healing at all. Well, I thought I had money and everything went... No, you can't believe God for money either. Out of the abundance of here, where's the word sowing? In the heart. Out of the abundance of here, you're going to find out when you get in a moment of crisis what you really believe and who you really are or who you really aren't with the Lord Yeshua. And that's the process. And, and, and sometimes we don't like the grading system that God's got, by the way. Um, it's kind of like me. They come to me and said, okay, I, I really know I've got a call in the ministry and I need to do this. And I said, sit down for two years and we'll see. You know what I figure? 
If they'll sit there for two years, show up for every time we have church, volunteer to cut the yard, paint the church, and put shingles on the top when it's leaking, then they've got some interest in, in heart besides them being a preacher. Not all that dumb. But, you know, and I, and I said to God often, I said, God, I don't like this setup we got here. I can't have these brothers and sisters that got me. I can't have them here. See, when you had to, when you, do you understand what I said? When you had to sit under me three times a week, it wasn't always good. It always wasn't bad either. But I knew. The way I have you now, I get around you, I know, okay? Sometimes God brings some of you before me in my time of intercession in the midnight hours. See, I'm up at uh, uh, 2 o'clock. Donna's up maybe at 3. Uh, she goes back to bed. I've been back to bed. If I've been up an hour and a half or two hours, I go back. And then I'm up again. And I'm up. And then maybe I just set up the rest of the, 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 the daylight. I start studying. I meditate God's Word. Then I go, then I go through my, my, after, my afternoon prayers. Then I go through my evening prayers. What do you do? What do you do? Oh, I have to watch... Uh, <clears throat> The 6 o'clock news, Brother Decker, and the weather, sports. And I'm a Cubs fan. And I, you know, they're on. I You know, I'm loyal to the Cubbies. I got... And folks, so it goes. So it goes. We've got everything in our lives besides what we need in our lives. If God is going to be number one in your life, you're going to have to make Him number one. And that isn't from here. It's from here to serve Him. With everything that you have on the inside of you, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You're going, and you know what the word is? You need to write this down. I have to become God-minded. Say, I have to become God-minded. And when you can become God-minded, this thing is going to change in your life, and you're going to, it's going to explode. And see, that's the thing that I'm applauding. I know it sounds pretty hard the way some of this stuff comes across. But folks, I'm telling you something. I know that it will work in your life. This isn't my first time in the, in, around the, the barn. I, I, I have raised these churches. I've raised these ministries. I know what's going on. It's like I said, I, 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 you know, I, I, I told some brothers here recently, uh, that, that, oh, I shouldn't say this. Well, uh, I may run my whole, my whole supper tonight. Uh, well, okay, Lord. Well, the biggest problem... Bringing up ministry, if it's the guy, is the women. The biggest pain in the rump are you ladies. You always have an opinion. You always got to call one of the other sisters to give your opinion. And then you plant discord over there. And then we got two people in discord. And before you know it, the phone keeps ringing. You got a whole bunch. I, I wouldn't want to guess how many people that I have absolutely told to leave and never come back through those doors right there because of their ladies. I can't, I, I just can't, I just cannot even begin to tell. Why? Because everybody, listen to me, everybody has to be in together. If you're married and you're a guy and you're in ministry and your wife's over here, you're not going to make it, neither is she. See, it's kind of like boot camp. It's kind of like me being the drill sergeant. We will decide whether you get whatever that thing is to move you on to the next thing or not. No, God will decide. You say, well, Brother David, I, I, don't, I, I don't understand. Oh, I do. And, and we're going to go through some of this understanding uh, next week up at uh, Suco. Uh, some of you, like I said, bring your, bring your uh, seat belt so you, we fix chairs where, you know, so you'll stay in the chair. Because we want to get you through it, okay? And somebody's saying, I don't think I'm going to go. We'll order the CDs. <laughs> Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.jewishprophet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer requests. Shalom until tomorrow. And remember, with God, all things are possible.